Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast, a Ben J. Schaap LLC production. In this podcast, we share the stories of world-class business leaders as they discuss their professional journeys, job search strategies, and tactics that have led them to career success. If you're looking to find a fulfilling, well-paying career path, this podcast will unearth the tools and tips you need to expedite your learning curve and avoid common roadblocks that face people entering the working world. Now here's the host of the Finding a Job podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to get experience when you don't already have experience through internships at one of my favorite companies. Joining us today is Jasmine Hagebrook, who is a senior talent scout at MailChimp, which is an always-on marketing platform for small businesses that empowers those businesses to find and reach more customers. And today, Jasmine and I are going to talk about her career and how she got into career services. Okay, here is my conversation with Jasmine Hagerbrook, Senior Talent Scout at MailChimp. Jasmine, welcome to the Finding a Job podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. It's an absolute honor and a privilege to have you on the show. I'm excited. We're going to talk about two different things today. We're going to talk a little bit about your career and how you got into career services And we're going to have you back on the show tomorrow to talk a little bit about MailChimp and about how they work with entry-level talent and the internship program that you help manage. But before we get into MailChimp, let's talk about you today. Tell me a little bit about your career. You work helping people find jobs at a very important marketing company, one of my favorite companies. Talk to me a little bit about your career path. Where did you start in your career? Where'd you go to school? Tell me a little bit about you and your background. All righty. Well, I started my career, I see I graduated from undergrad in 2004. I went to school for fashion. So I thought I was going to graduate college and move to New York and become a buyer. That did not happen. And so my journey has been very interesting to recruiting Like I said, I went to school for fashion and I love that industry. And while I was in undergrad, I worked three different jobs while I was in school, but I never did like an internship within fashion. I just thought, oh, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get my degree and I'll just move to New York. But that's not how things worked out for me. So my background is my first job outside of school was in banking. And so I worked at a bank for about three years. It was really great. I loved working with, you know, customers and people. But after that, I got into real estate for a little bit, went back to school for my MBA, and I moved to Georgia. I moved to Atlanta, and I started to volunteer with a woman who worked with high school students and trying to prepare them for college. And so that kind of like sparked my interest in wanting to work with young people. So an interesting path. And you've already mentioned that you bounced around between a couple different industries. And I want to start off back in school where you're a fashion student. I'm assuming fashion was something that you're passionate about. And honestly, I know nobody else can see this. I could tell from your hat. It's something that I can only describe as an usher hat. Yes. Very fashion forward, wonderful earrings as well. And of course, the MailChimp branded spreadshirt just to paint the picture for everyone who's listening. You were interested in fashion and you studied it, but you didn't think your career was going to go that direction. And then you made the transition to work in banking out of college. Talk to me about why that happened. 
well, why that happened, what I tell my students that I know now is you have to be very intentional about what your future goals are. So yes, I went to class every day and I got decent grades, I would say, but I didn't do anything else outside of that to really set myself up for a career in fashion. So, you know, after I graduated, just applying for jobs online, that wasn't enough. I should have done an internship while I was in school, use my network a little bit better to really drive that goal to like move to New York and be like a famous fashion buyer. You and me are very similar in that respect where I went to college and I'll be honest, I was in a fraternity. I was having a really good time. I was doing <laughs> pretty good in school, but not great. And then when I graduated, it was like, okay, time to get a job. And there wasn't anything that spoke specifically to what my experience was outside of what my okay GPA was. And I had to go into a different industry to start get working experience. I ended up working for a terrible sales company and worked my way back towards marketing. You went into banking. What was the role that you had? I was a, uh, what was the official titles like customer representative, something like that, basically a teller. Mm -hmm. um, but I also did like work with like open accounts and loans and things like that. So so talk to me about the experience, getting work experience, where you go out of college, you're working at a job that sounds like you were not thinking was necessarily the career path for you, but you did get some experience and eventually bounced around. What was the transition like? You know, I would say that I knew after I left my job at the bank, I knew that I wanted to work with people and I wanted to work with young people. And I thought about recruiting, but I was like, okay, I don't have a background in HR. I've never recruited before. So how do I start to get there? So I started to volunteer with an organization that helps students with college prep. So I thought maybe going through like the higher education route could get me to into recruiting and like become a university recruiter. Um, so that was my career path. I worked in higher education for 10 years before coming to MailChimp. And I worked for a few different universities. So you mentioned that you went from banking, sounds like a job to pay the bills, something that is very important and, and gives yeah. you valuable work experience. But you early on realize that you want to be working in different industries. You made the transition. You mentioned you worked in real estate and then you went back to school. What did you study when you went back to school? Did you go back for HR, human resources? I didn't. I went back for my MBA because everybody was like, you need to get your MBA, right? So I'm just listening. Got to learn business. Got to learn business. I went back and got my MBA. I was working full time at the time and I was going to school on the weekends and in evenings, which was great. And then right when I finished my degree, the real estate job that I had, I got laid off. And so I was just like, okay, well, I just finished my degree. I just got laid off. What should I do? I decided to move to Atlanta. I went to University of Delaware. I'm from Delaware. So I decided to move here to Atlanta. And I didn't have a job, but I met this wonderful woman who had a really great background in industry. She worked for Kraft Food. She worked for a couple other different places, but she also had this nonprofit that helps students get to college and career prep. And so that is where I kind of started. And I got my first job at a university doing admissions representing. So I think it's interesting that you sound relatively positive about the process of I finished my degree. I went through all of this effort to learn business. I'm working real estate. I get laid off. And hey, look, I just decided I'm moving to Atlanta. I did. Right. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you had a clean slate. That sounds like it would be a stressful time the people that are listening to this podcast are going through college and going through a transition. Talk to me about how you embraced the change and were you able to keep a positive mindset going through that potentially trying period? Yeah, I had a lot of good support. 
I, so that really kept me very positive. My mom was just like, listen, you don't have anything tying you down to any place. So if you want to move to Atlanta, move to Atlanta. We're here for you. So just, you know, follow your dreams, explore. So that positive support really kept me encouraged because when I moved here, I didn't have a job. So, you know, I mean, in the back of my head, I was like, okay, what am I going to do when I get here? But I knew I had my family there to, you know, encourage me. And so I came down here and I just kept a positive mindset and I stayed busy. I volunteered. I, you know, joined different organizations. So I was making sure that I stayed active during this time where I was still trying to like figure things out. I think one of the important lessons that I've learned in my career and that it sounds like you've embraced too is when you're not working, you still have to work. Right. You're still networking, you're volunteering, you're meeting people, you're getting experience, even if it's not a paying job. The work actually never stops. It doesn't. Finding a job is a job in itself. It absolutely is. And as you get farther along in your career, it gets harder and harder to find jobs because you become more specific. When you started working in administrations for the university, what was it about it that you liked in the role and how has your career moved forward since? So I really loved working with students and I still do. I love being able to help students on their journey to finding their career because when I was an undergrad, I did not know where my career office was. Like I went to a school that had about 25,000 people, no idea where that was, never went to a career fair. So I just really enjoy being able to mentor And that's where that really sparked in my first role, just working with students and knowing what their dreams and aspirations were and helping them obtain those things. I knew where my career services department was. It was right next to the Starbucks. (laughs) We didn't have a Starbucks on campus at the time. I wish we did. I think the Boston University School of Management Starbucks when I was there was the highest grossing Starbucks in the United States, or at least (laughs) that's the rumor that was going around at the school. That said, you like working with students, you like mentoring. Now you work at MailChimp. You've gone from working at a not-for-profit to a university, and now you work for a for-profit company. In career services, as you've really developed your career, how do you think about the difference between those three environments? Oh, wow. They are definitely different. My last position was at Savannah College of Art and Design. And I worked in a very creative environment. And so when I knew I wanted to transition into a recruiting role, I still wanted to stay in a creative space. So MailChimp was just like a no brainer. But, you know, higher education is a little more formal and it's a little more old school as far as like business practices. And so being here at MailChimp in this environment where you just have so much autonomy to do different things and just use your creativity to implement how you do your role has made such a big difference in my career. What I imagine that the takeaway is when you're working between these three different environments is working for a not-for-profit. You're always, you know, fighting the good fight, but probably under-resourced because not-for-profit means probably doesn't have a lot of money. You're working for a university. You have students that are there, right? It's not hard to find people to work with but you're really a support arm for the students, right? You're providing services as opposed to hiring. And when you're at an in-house companies, your job is not only to attract, but also to evaluate who are the best candidates. Absolutely. It's a lot of pressure there. (laughs) Well, you know, I think it's just interesting as you think about career services, how, you know, the different people that go into these environments, you know, are interested in different things. 
you work in-house. I'm assuming you think that's the best fit for you. What are some of the things that you like about the career path working in career services? What are some of the things that entry-level candidates should know if they're interested in getting into human resources? I think one of the things that remains like evident across my background is the people aspect. And, you know, if you have a desire to work with people, and I think even though, you know, working in a university and, you know, being that support arm, that still applies to my role today when you have to obtain and attract candidates, because you want to make sure that you are being very human centered when you're talking to candidates. You want to make sure that you have great empathy because the person on the other end of that phone that you may be interviewing, you know, they're going through a stressful time looking for a job. So having that connection, being that person that can really connect with someone and find out what their needs and wants are, making sure that it's a good fit. You know, sometimes it's like being like a matchmaker. So I think having those human aspects, that connection piece is really important, you know, on the HR side of things. And if you have that aspect, I think you can do well in this industry. It seems like a role that's specifically suited for people with high levels of empathy, understanding what people are going through, finding the right roles, understanding what people want to accomplish. And so it really is about mentorship. So if that's the type of thing that you're into, hey, HR, think about it. Yeah. All right. I think that's a great place for us to land the plan on this episode. So that wraps up this episode of the Finding a Job podcast. Thanks to Jasmine Hogabrook for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Jasmine, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her directly at internships at MailChimp.com. That's internships with an S. Or you could visit her company's website, which is MailChimp.com. A couple of links in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Head over to FAJPod.com. It stands for Finding a Job Podcast.com. It stands for findingajobpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and the contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the Finding a Job podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We would love to hear from you. So we created faj.com slash question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your career search questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is fajpod on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, pretty much everywhere. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of job search tips and tricks in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we continue our conversation with Jasmine Hogabrook, Senior Talent Scout at MailChimp, and talk a little bit about MailChimp's internship program. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to stay positive and keep networking.